0: Hope is always on. Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ. I am Tom Brown. As I said earlier, we are going to enlist the help and information from Alliance Defending Freedom. They're the experts. They know exactly what's going on uh, across the country because they are on the front lines. And we're going to start with a little refresher course for those that don't remember ADF and uh, their... uh, times here on Coinonia, gavin terrio thanks for coming back on Coinonia. how are you today
1: doing great tom's really good to be here i appreciate you having
0: me absolutely uh let's start with give me just uh, the thumbnail elevator sketch of alliance defending freedom formerly known as uh, alliance defense fund and uh, bring people up to speed as to what adf does
1: ADF is a legal alliance that's really meant to keep the doors open for the spread of the gospel, and we do that through strategy training and funding, but um, really the areas we focus on are religious liberty, cases like the Kelvin Cochran case and the Hitching Post that we're going to talk about here. Um, we do that in the form of uh, uh, defending marriage and the family, and then we also defend life, um, cases involving situations like, uh, for instance, uh uh, making it tough on Planned Parenthood, like these recent mm. videos have been uh, have been pointing out.
0: Yeah, uh, the the key there being an alliance. There are literally hundreds of affiliated attorneys across the country that have donated time to fight these battles. That's pretty special.
1: It really is. It's actually uh, we're uh, well over two thousand right now. Wow attorneys that have committed to doing this kind of work. They actually will do it pro bono. Um, Of course, Alliance Defending Freedom oftentimes will fund their efforts, but these are people that are committed to the cause, that are believers, and that really uh, do want to serve the Church and serve the body of Christ.
0: Kevin, tell me your specific role there at ADF.
1: I am currently the um, the head of the center for life, um, I'm vice president center for life is my official title. I oftentimes have to look at my card to remind myself,
0: <laughs> right? Because uh, but, of so many <laughs> things going on, right?
1: That's right. But bottom line is, uh, we have a life team that is dedicated to protecting life, both at the beginning and the end of life. And we have several projects and cases going on around the country. As a matter of fact, uh, we are defending the state of Arizona right now in uh, against the lawsuit by Planned Parenthood, uh, Trying to get rid of restrictions on uh, chemical abortions and and because they just they don't want any restriction on abortion whatsoever, even uh, if it's not safe for women
0: and we're going to have Kathy Herod on next week to talk a little bit about that as well uh, let's let's talk though about what's in the news, what's on everybody's mind since the uh, Supreme Court. Uh, mandated same-sex marriage a few weeks ago by their decision. Uh, Let's talk about some nuts and bolts, some actual cases that are out there. Tell me a little bit about this one that's known as the Hitching Post Wedding Chapel case.
1: Well, the Naps are a married couple that has run the Hitching Post in uh, Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, for years now. And uh, they've... They've married hundreds, if not thousands of people, and this is a, a a wedding chapel that sits across from the county seat. So people go and they get their uh, their wedding license, and they come right across, and they'll pay them, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Knapp, who are uh, both pastors and both conduct wedding ceremonies, to, to have a wedding in a beautiful place like Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. I don't know if you've ever been there, but it really is pretty. So it's sort of a destination kind of wedding. Well, they are Christians, and they only will participate in wedding ceremonies and conduct wedding ceremonies that uh, comply with the Bible and the Bible's um, encouragement of a, and, and limitation of marriage to one man and one woman. And, of course, uh, now that uh, marriage has been redefined by the Supreme Court, or at least they've attempted to for civil purposes, uh, everyone knows that uh, they can't redefine something that God established. But at any rate, for, for civil purposes, they've attempted to redefine marriage, and, and there is uh, an attempt by the city of Coeur Idaho, to force the, uh, the Hitching Post Wedding Chapel to do same-sex marriages. They passed an ordinance that required them to do so. Now, once we filed a lawsuit, they started crawfishing pretty quick, mm-hmm. and they said, well, Uh, maybe this doesn't apply to you, and uh, and as a matter of fact, we're not going to enforce it against you now. However, there's no guarantee that they won't begin to enforce it against uh, our clients, the NAPs and the Hitching Posts, in the future. And uh, we just had a hearing before the court uh, this past Monday on whether or not our case could proceed. They're, of course, saying, well, we've decided not to prosecute them for now, therefore the case should go away, Um, but we think the court should step in and say, make the city define it. Uh, very carefully, so that it doesn't apply to um, religious pastors, uh, religious uh, chapels like the Hitching Posts, and of course, pastors uh, and ministers of the gospel like the Naps, who shouldn't be forced to conduct a wedding ceremony that violates their religious convictions.
0: Kevin Terrio from Alliance Defending Freedom, my guest. We're talking about the uh, uh, Hitching Post Wedding Chapel and the Naps. Uh, this case is is uh, interesting on a lot of uh, a lot of different levels because. Well, it, you know, as the law works, you set precedent and then you move forward and other uh, judicial areas try to uh, uh, either redefine or use that as a case, etcetera. cetera. Et cetera. Uh, I don't necessarily understand all that, but I do know that we can't give an inch anywhere. We have to be always on the front lines of this battle. Now, if they, the NAPs haven't been fined or charged – uh, and you still want this lawsuit to move forward? Give me, sp- tell me specifically why it's important, not only to people in uh, Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, but people right here in Phoenix, Arizona. Why is this lawsuit necessary?
1: If you have a road that you drive on on a regular basis, if that's uh, uh, the 101 here in Phoenix, and and there's a speed limit sign that says uh, the speed limit is around or approximately. Uh. <laughs> Fifty miles an hour. Yeah, um, We'll tell you um, when we pull you over if we've reinterpreted it to be 55 or we've reinterpreted it to be 45 or whatever, but we're not going to tell you until um, until we've decided to prosecute you and charge you with violating the ordinance um, that prohibits speeding on the 101. That's exactly what's going on in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. They've said, look, um, this ordinance looks like it applies to you in the past. We've said that it applies to you. We've We thought that you were speeding. Mm -hmm. Um, When you filed a lawsuit, though, we decided, well, maybe that's not the way we interpret it, and uh, we're going to say that the speed limit really isn't 55. Um, It's actually... It's actually 60, so you're okay. And so they're saying this ordinance doesn't really apply to you because you're a religious corporation, possibly, and so we're not going to apply it to you for now, and we've agreed not to prosecute. Well, there are a lot of problems with that. Number one, how do you conduct your business when you think the police might be knocking on your door any time? And incidentally, this ordinance in Court d'Alene is not just some sort of uh, civil ordinance that says we're going to slap you on the wrist. It's a criminal ordinance wow. that you could go to jail for if you violate mm. So this, this is very significant. And what they're saying is that the NAPs, Mr. and Mrs. NAP the pastors, they need to just go along and conduct their business as if nothing's wrong, even though they have this ordinance hanging over their head. And if a new DA comes in and decides to reinterpret the ordinance a different way, uh, they could be liable. They could lose their business. They could lose their home, and they could end up going to jail.
0: That's incredible. But, ladies and gentlemen, that right there is why we go to the experts. Kevin, that is very clearly stated, and I get it. Uh, why is it that, uh, or I, I should say, um, the Hitching Post, are they a for-profit? I, you were talking about being a business, or are they a not-for-profit religious organization? I, I need uh, clarification on that, too.
1: They they are a for-profit business, but they are a religious business. And as the Supreme Court, everybody knows, recently held in the Hobby Lobby case, you can still go into business and take advantage of the corporate being a corporate entity and the protections that provides and still run your business according to your religious convictions. And that's all that that, uh, the Hitching Post is doing.
0: Hmm. Now, if the court does dismiss this lawsuit, uh, does that mean that the ordinance is a good law?
1: No, it doesn't really mean anything. Basically, the, the city's asking the, the court to, uh, to throw the case out because they say we should wait until we're actually prosecuted under it. Uh, and so it wouldn't mean that it's a good law. It wouldn't mean that it's, it, it's even uh, a bad law. What it means is the court's saying let's wait and address this at some later time. Meanwhile, they're ha- sitting there with that ordinance hanging over their head wondering if they're going to violate it tomorrow. Um, or if they decide that they maybe they want to sell their business, how are they going to represent to the person that buys it that this isn't going to be an issue in the future? So it definitely uh, has an adverse effect on them.
0: It certainly does. Are you seeing more cases like the NAPS? Is this something that we're going to see more of?
1: We really are. You've, you're probably aware of the Arlene's Flowers case there in Spokane, Washington, which is not far from Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, where a florist was asked to Provide um, floral, custom floral arrangements for a same-sex wedding. Uh, she had no problem um, providing floral uh, designs for this same-sex couple that she had served for years, but she couldn't participate in a religious ceremony in that way. Uh, when she refused to do so, she was um, brought into court by the state attorney general as well as the ACLU, and they are um, they are attempting to put her out of business. Uh, that case is on appeal right now. We're also representing Kelvin Cochran, who's a former fire chief of Atlanta, who was fired because he, on his own time, published a book um, with his own money that said on one or two lines in a 160-page book that marriage is between a man and a woman. Uh, the, a, uh, a gay counselor, uh, city councilman found out about it, put pressure on the mayor to fire him, and the, and the mayor fired him for his belief about what the Bible says regarding
0: mm-hmm. marriage. That is incredible, but a real situation, real yeah. life. That's why ADF is literally on the front lines defending freedom. That is is—that is quite literally why these things are important for us to be discussing in, um, in open court. Kevin uh, Terrio from ADF. Now, this isn't a legal question, but I know I have people in my audience that need help as do I, articulating, why is this such a big deal? Why can't, you know, these business owners just go ahead and make a cake or put out some flowers, and I'm not being fair to you. You only have 60 seconds.
1: Bottom line is you should not be forced to do something that violates your religious convictions just to earn a living. And When the government comes in and attempts to try to, um, to make you do something that would violate your faith in order to keep your business Um, That's violative not only of the First Amendment, but the basic principles that this country was founded upon.
0: Kevin, well done. Thank you for your time. We're going to continue the conversation with Eric Stanley up next. But uh, looking forward to having you back. In fact, looking forward to having you in studio here uh, very soon as we continue to uh, bring these cases to light and give people options on how they can support ADF and other great organizations. Again, Kevin, thanks for your time.
1: Thank you, Tom. Really appreciate it.